In ancient times, man roamed the earth in a constant state of hunting or being hunted. Introducing Caveman, where cutting-edge science meets ancient super nutrients. Secure your bottle right now at InfoWarsStore.com. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and body extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. This week, I did another interview on the Resolution Radio Network with host Sonny Thomas. I do intend to return to the topic of white psychology under Jewish tyranny, on which I've already done two programs. But first, I want to broadcast this new interview. Later this month, we'll be talking about the 110th anniversary of the murder of Mary Fagan by Leo Frank. So stay tuned for that, too. There were some technical glitches during this show, some audio dropouts and echo, but I've edited and restored the audio to minimize them, and I think the subject matter is so important and worthwhile that a bit of concentrated listening isn't necessarily a bad thing. So, let us join the Resolution Radio Network now. Listen. You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio. When you get good shows like American Dissident Voices, Kevin always comes up with very, very sound topics. And most importantly is how to empower our people to fight back against the Jewish monstrosity and the uh, pending New World Order. So, Kevin, welcome back to the St. Thomas Show. It's a real pleasure to be here, Sonny. Thank you for having me. I will say your your audio is breaking up a bit, so I don't know if there's anything you can do about that, but I am missing a few words uh, here and there. Yeah, I, I've been hearing a little drops here and there as well, so since I've got this computer kind of set up right now, I can't just switch at the moment, but I'll have okay. to deal with it. Uh, yeah, Kevin, so you, you've probably heard some of my commentary a little bit at the beginning of the show as well as uh, leading into your segment, and uh, we've seen a lot of degeneracy that's really been pushing uh, lately, you know, originally a lot of the questionable stuff that was in entertainment was uh, in, in the movies back in the old days. Uh, we started seeing a lot more social stuff they've been pushing in movies, such as uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with um, Sidney Poitier uh, and um, Catherine Hepburn, for example. That's a prime example, as well as 
other commentaries in television shows, such as the Star Trek. The people who are, are the people who are doing that, you know, the uh, Jewish power structure, uh, they held power over the film industry from a hundred years ago, from the beginnings of the film industry. Yeah, the beginning. And uh, they've been pushing this multiracial propaganda hard ever since they won the Second World War. Uh, you know, in the early years, mm -hmm. they had to pander, I think, to, to get, to get, get and keep an audience. Uh, they had to pander to the sensibilities and the beliefs and the traditions of our society, the, the, you know, the white people, the society that white people had built in America. However, as their power got greater and greater and greater and their influence got greater and they won the Second World War and were able to sort of reconfigure the entire uh, world system to reflect their power, they could take the mask off to some extent. And so we got the movies like uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. We got the overt laws which made it illegal to have a white neighborhood. That's what civil rights was all about. It was so-called civil rights. It was about making it illegal to have a white neighborhood, to have white institutions of any kind. And uh, so that that was pretty overt. And of course, as you said, there are a lot of degenerate things that these Jewish institutions in the media and uh, Jewish academics who are very powerful in the academy have been pushing for years and years and years. And, you know, I used to think of it more or less in a frame of degeneracy makes a people weaker and they want our people to be weak. And that's why they push drug use. That's why they glamorize the anti-hero instead of the hero. That's one of the reasons they push racial mixing. Also, it's just out and out to, to, to kill us through racial mixing, but partly it's to weaken us. And that's why they promote uh, things like homosexuality. And, you know, all that's true. All of those things do weaken us. And they prefer us to be weak because they want to stay at the apex of power and they don't want any competition. But the more I've thought about it over the years, I can see that, that there's another motive besides just weakening us. And that is to mess with our reproduction. You know, what, what does uh, a homosexual uh, do what does a homosexual uh, mean for the future? If you have a lot of homosexuals, it means there's a there's a a significant fraction of the white population that isn't going to have children. They aren't going to reproduce. The same is true as if you push feminism. Most people don't think of it this way, but feminism greatly reduces the birth rate because it. Uh, not only does it involve women in selling widgets to chumps and other useless pursuits, um, but it, it basically just takes women out of the reproductive uh, uh, paradigm for a, another big chunk of their lives. And sometimes they never reproduce. And so, again, you've, you've massively reduced the white, white birth rate by by having a, a feminist culture, a culture in which uh, career women are praised and mothers and homemakers are denigrated. Uh, and what is all this transgender nonsense? Uh, do Is it just to weaken us? 
I don't think so. I think it's to confuse the reproductive uh, instincts and the reproductive behavior of our young people by saying, oh, you have a choice. You can just declare yourself to be the opposite sex of what uh, compared to what you really are. You can just uh, declare yourself to be a man, declare yourself to be a woman. I guess you can, you know, do it 20 times a day if you want to. Uh, you now they have these insane right. people who claim you can declare yourself to be an animal. Well, it's it's not just you know that's funny, and there are all kinds of funny things people do with it. Like uh, oh, I'm declaring myself, uh, you know, to be a billionaire, and I want to be treated uh, like a billionaire from now on. That's funny, sure, it's hilarious, but there's more to it than that. I think uh, so many of these things are designed to prevent the birth of white children. Uh, abortion on demand, abortion, convenience abortion. Well, that prevents the birth of white children. I could go on and on. I, I won't, but, but that's, you know, that's, I think that's a major motivation for the promotion of all of this degeneracy to do what exterminators do to unwanted insects. And the exterminators do a lot of interesting things. I mean, they'll put fake females out there. Well, what's a transgender male but a fake female? What's a drag queen except a fake female? And these fake females will screw with the reproduction of this unwanted species and basically get rid of it, exterminate it. Uh, there's uh, all kinds of things that exterminators do that have a very close parallels to what the Jews are doing to uh, our society and other societies that they've parasitized. Yeah, well, not that, but um, have, more and more we're starting to see there as much as they're pushing revisionist history, um, that we're starting to see other documentaries that really show history that has been denied to us. For example, if you've any of Dennis Wise's films on a National Socialist Germany, very well excellently laid out. Uh, for example, Adolf Hitler really shows you just how much of a national leader he truly was. Putin's trying to do what's, what's right for his people, just like Hitler was doing right for his. And the biggest thing was is to stop the degeneracy that had really escalated after the First World War, especially in Berlin. Berlin was the petri dish of what the Jews were going to do to all of Western societies to get them to be completely degenerate, uh, except bestiality, drugs, other uh, prostitution, all sorts of sick stuff. We're starting to see that here on a grand scale in all the Western nations, Kevin. You've talked about it a lot on your program as well, because of the fact that when you look at st stuff that they were pushing in Berlin in the 1920s, here it is in the 2020s, and it's like the exact same st stuff is just multiply well one thing i like to talk to people about is uh their misconceptions about national socialism and national socialist germany and one of the things you can tell a a normie who doesn't really get it yet who's been subjected to a lifetime of propaganda about national socialist germany is that you you hear about oh those terrible uh germans like to burn books and they say i've seen i've seen films of uh, of the germans those evil nazi germans burning books but what they don't realize is that those famous scenes that they saw of german students uh throwing 
uh, books onto a, a burning pile and burning the books up were were German students who who were you know I think many of them were national socialists and they were purposely burning those books that that much is true but those books were books promoting things like transgenderism quote unquote transgenderism uh sex quote unquote sex change surgery homosexuality uh pedophilia other kinds of aberrant uh, non-reproductive sexual behavior that the Jews were, as you say, pushing in Weimar Germany, just as they are pushing in our country today, and that was the that was the reason those books were being burned. And I think a lot of the people I talk to when I say that would agree those books ought to be burned. <laughs> they're they're destroying us. They're destroying our children. And if we're going to keep ourselves warm uh, in the winter, that would be an excellent thing to burn in your furnace. And uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of Americans agree with that. As for Putin, well, any society that wants to continue existing uh, isn't going to do what the West and the United States are doing and embrace all of this uh, sexual chaos, insanity, and non-reproductive perverted behavior. They aren't going to do that, so I, that's probably the reason that that sort of thing, uh, they have a, a little bit of a lid on it in, in Russia. I don't support Putin, though. Uh, I think Putin really believes that he's fighting Nazis by invading Ukraine. I think he really believes that. I think he really believes that the Soviet Union was right to attack National Socialist Germany. And I also think he believes it's right to jail racial nationalists people who uh, who want uh, basically a Russia that is for the Russian people and not a multiracial Russia. He puts those people in jail. Unfortunately, I wish it weren't true, but he does do that. And so uh, then on the other side, of course, we have the uh, American foreign policy establishment. We have NATO. We have what I call the, uh, the Washington-NATO-Tel Aviv axis. They just want to increase their power to impose economic slavery, uh, usury, uh, Jewish propaganda, foreign ownership of media, and the same sort of sick degeneracy that they're pushing in this country on Ukraine. And that's just, you know, another piece of the puzzle for them having total power over all white people. So they say, these uh, American foreign policy types, uh, many of whom are Jews, uh, they say that uh, Putin, because he doesn't want all, all of the sexual degeneracy that we have over here, they say that he's a Nazi. So here you have the 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 uh, Jewish-run Ukrainian government and the NATO uh, puppets who are who are supporting him. Uh, they say they're fighting the Nazis, and we have Putin on the other side. He's fighting them, but he says he's fighting the Nazis. Everybody's fighting the Nazis. I mean, amazing. Hitler has this tremendous power through uh, 80 years and, and more uh, to control events right now. Actually, he's not controlling these events. They're a pathetic slaughter of white people on both sides for two power structures that are totally worthless to white people. I want something totally new. I want a new power structure. I want a power structure uh, in our country and in all countries uh, that, are, that are historically white countries that is a power structure that puts our race's survival first as the first and most important value above all other values. And everything flows from that. Sexual morality would naturally flow from that. 
order and organization would naturally flow flow from that because that's you know you need or an orderly society and an organized society to survive in this dangerous world and uh all sorts of improvements in the e- economic conditions for the people would flow from that and that that is what we need now i forget who said it first but it may have been martin kerr uh national socialism is the application of natural law of nature's laws to human societies and that's that's what i'm for that's what the national alliance is for that's uh, that's the organization that uh, i'm the media director of the national alliance and that's what what we're working for we're working for a a new society based on those values in one of your recent programs you talked about how a young man who identified himself as a sovereign um, was brutally murdered by police officers. And the worst part of the situation is, is, is him and his family ever going to get any proper justice? Because I know other people that, that they were accused or were thought to be a sovereign citizen, and they were heckled pretty bad. And some are ex-military, and we're talking high-ranking military individuals that were basically told, hey, watch this guy, he's a sovereign. It's just like when you read the Mayak report from 2009, when it lists anything that's considered Americana, conservative, hell, even a copy of the Constitution in your possession, Kevin, can be considered contraband. I mean, we have seriously started to go down the way behind the Iron Curtain. Like you said, in your recent broadcast where you really showcased what happened to this young man and even list the details of how these guys were just. As soon as they stepped out, they already got black gloves on, ready to go. Like they were just told, "Hey, we're going to get this guy." So it's obvious that these guys have either been tipped off or they've been trained to deal with these people like they're outright domestic terrorists. Right. Well, you're so talking about Chase Allen, yeah, standing up for himself. Yeah, yeah, he's he's standing up for himself very calmly. This type of stuff happens all the time, and I'm glad you covered that story, Kevin. Well, you know, Chase Allen. I think chose the wrong uh, place to fight for his uh, his beliefs. Uh, you're not going to convince a, an ADIQ cop that your legal theory is correct. That's never going to happen. Uh, but <laughs> no. so forget that and uh, concentrate on other things. You know, uh, I think we need to be. Uh, first of all, I don't think we should be focused on legalism in the Constitution. I think that's where these, uh, even if some of their arguments are 100% right, and some of them may be, I, I think some of them are wrong, but some of them may be right. But even though if they were totally right, the the angle of trying to enforce the original ideas of the original Constitution by quoting old case decisions or quoting principles that uh, maybe... Uh, uh, George Mason or Thomas Jefferson might have uh, expressed or some judge in 1850 might have expressed. That's not going anywhere. Uh, it's not going to succeed. You, you, we should, when, when, the, when the cops come calling, well, first of all, it has to be mentioned that the ADL, which is a criminal organization in itself, which was, uh, it was basically founded to, uh, it was, its founding was inspired by a, a, a the conviction of a B'nai B'rith official for the rape and murder of a young white girl. They wanted to defend him because he was a Jew, regardless of his guilt or innocence. And they're still trying to defend him and overturn his conviction. But anyway, uh, these 
these cops are trained by the ADL and uh, their administrators are just marinated in the juice of these anti-white Jewish organizations like the ADL to regard any white dissident of any stripe as a potential danger. And that's what the ADL, that's what the Jewish power structure wants. They want us to have special legal scrutiny. They want the cops to be afraid of us, uh, even though most of the police officers are of our own race and uh, maybe have actually in the privacy of their own homes may have many of the same beliefs we do because they see how the non-whites really are because they have to deal with the non-whites in their home territory very often. But nevertheless, they're trained to see us as some kind of dangerous person if we're, if the, if we've been put on a, on a, a list by the Southern Poverty Law Center or the ADL. And so, you know, Chase Allen was in the middle of all that. Well, my opinion is that we need to be working every single day of our lives, just like the members of the National Alliance are working every single day of our lives, every minute of our lives to build a new system, a new system where we white people have our own country again. And in that country, we have a government that's answerable only to us so that we write the laws for the benefit of our future generations, for the benefit of our kids. We're not going to let them get groomed by these homosexual pedophiles and and uh, transgender freaks. We're not going to let them die for Israel in some faraway country. We're not going to let that happen. We're not going to let them to be taught to hate themselves and have despair and, 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 uh, and believe that their life is worthless and be told that their ancestors were garbage. No, no. We're going to write the laws. We need a society where we write the laws. We have our own government. We pick, uh, who is appointed to be a judge. We decide that. Uh, we decide what the policies of our country is, are going to be. And, you know, that's what we need. That's what we've lost. You're talking about the 50s and 60s. It was after the Second World War that all of this really accelerated. Because, as I said, the white people who were represented by Germany and Italy and their allies in World War II lost that war. And the people who wanted mm-hmm. white people dead, the Jews who were the real power behind mm-hmm. the United States, won that war. And everything since then, all of our history since then has been opening our borders, uh, making white people demoralized, making white people feel that it's unfair for us to have our own territory anywhere, any country anywhere that's white, that's evil, that's morally wrong, and basically baring our throats so they can, they can slit them and taking away our property and power and our, our ability to even have a next generation of our people that considers itself a part of our people and wants to continue living. They've, they've taken all of that away from us. So we need to get it back for some place on planet Earth to call our own. And just wasting time arguing with a cop is stupid. You need to be working to replace the whole system that stands behind that cop.
You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word mine, it is ours. Our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow. The flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars, high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black and brown. So kinsman, duty calls. The future is now. If months from now you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have an effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered, explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen, arise. Look towards the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever. Team at Antelope Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life, before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco's Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness, despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers. He stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader. Get Leon de Grel in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com. <laughs> <laughs> 